me because I've always been this, you know, this leader, this figurehead. Um, and I felt weak at the start because I thought, you know, I'm not being the man of the family. I should be shrugging this off um, in, a, in so much as it shouldn't be taking me time. I should just be turning my back on this. And I think that's a lot of pain points for people because it's that, that period of time is because I opened up. I think it allowed me, it, it, it stopped me suppressing the emotion and it allowed me then to actually free myself of it and yeah. then tune in with, well, let's, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And then I've been on a, honestly, I've been on a crazy, crazy ride of self-optimization and, and self-development. We're, yeah, we're yeah. here for a purpose and a reason. We're not here to just be a zombie just plodding at life and just living from month to month. We're here for a reason. And I think that's everybody's duty and responsibility uh, to turn any sort of pain point um, in, into a positive. Experience real podcast. I'll just let it flow in it. That's it, mate. This is cool. Yeah. Well, I'll pull it as close as you want, mate. And then, yeah, yeah are you happy with that? Yeah. Good. Right. Andrew, thanks for coming in, mate. Joe, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much, mate. Thanks Pre- for having me. Appreciate you making the drive up and uh, got you in today, really. Seen you on Instagram with your Get Feral page, your coaching page. And yeah, I thought I seen your content and I thought I'd go have you in, get to know a bit more about you. Absolutely. So uh, what was your background before you started your coaching? Um, well, it's a little bit of a varied background insofar as um, I think my story is such, found my purpose at age 36 back in 2017. Um, and I think if, you know, anybody asked me what was my life before then, um, it was finding that purpose if you like, and that passion for life. So, I mean, it's it's straight out of school, just needed to make money. Um, I was in the financial services industry, got on there and, and, and sort of got good sort of progression in the corporate industry. And I was climbing the corporate ladder, so to speak. And I'd done very well, even, you know, built uh, a business fairly recently. Um, and then in 2017, so fairly recently, I had an event in my life where I just felt my walls were crashing in insofar as I've uh, just seen a lot of um, a lot of Ill- illness all around me, whether that was family members and friends. And yeah, it was just a year of what I call a year of wake up, where I was just, instead of plodding through life and just just sort of reacting to, to, to just living from paycheck to paycheck and, and just existing, yeah. I just thought, it's, it's, yeah, it, it came, came down on me and I just thought I need to crush this monster while it's small. And... Yeah, I, I, I took a deep dive and I just wanted to, um, I, you know, coming from a place of sort of elf anxiety, ultimately, uh, just really elf conscious. And I, wh- when I look back, I've been like that um, since I can ever remember. It was that that fear of not having control over something happening to you um, yeah. and like fear of death and things like that. And I think it's always been there subconsciously. And I just think it was it was part of my my journey growing up, my road was my road. And in terms of the way I am socially, connect with people, done well in the corporate landscape, had a sort of semi-professional rugby career. And all those things happened for me for a reason. Because looking back, and that was a good Steve Jobs quote, that you can't join the dots going forward, only looking back. And it's exactly that. It all seems to match up. It's building that skill set that set me up for my year of 2017 when I felt my world was crushing in on me yeah. and I I sort of I, I just went in a, a direction of that way and ends where I am today mate so so the walls crashing down like was that work pressure like family life was it like 
just a, a cum- accumulation of it all, really. Or? Absolutely, yeah. I think it was a, it was it was all that really, uh, and a lot of it I didn't know or wasn't aware of. You know, different responsibilities, um, and it was more so to do with the fact that I just didn't like to see people suffering. Um, you know, and I I suffered myself. I was in a bit of a you know a dark place with. With health anxiety consume me, I'd have these symptoms whereby they would it would run from everything. I suffered so many diseases in the head. Um, we lost a close friend to the to the village we're in um, to a to a, a really serious disease, and I just thought that was it. That was my tipping point. I thought that that can't be. I, I want to make it my mission to get to the root of what causes this type of suffering, whether it's you know me- me- mental illness, whether it's a physical illness, and build myself as strong as I can to take this message back that it is some hope because you know. We've got a 400 trillion to one chance to even make it into this world. And yeah. We're here for a purpose and a reason. We're not here to just be a zombie just plodding at life and just living from month to month. We're here for a reason. And I think that's everybody's duty and responsibility uh, to turn any sort of pain point um, in, into a positive, if you like, and their purpose in life and, and, and to move that forward. So it was a myriad of things. There was lots of things going on. But for me personally, it was, yeah, it was stimulation in terms of stimu- you know, stimuli constantly bombarding me and then those experiences that were happening closer to home, and I yeah. just thought it needed to change. How do I do that? And then, it, you know, as part of my story, I tell this uh, story. I got the book at home. It's on, it's on my shelf because I went to the doctor, and we went through symptoms, and to be fair, the doctor could have even given me a box of, you know, uh, a, a prescription of pills yeah. to just say, onward, and we'll just review you um, to help me sleep and just calm me down and things like that. And he didn't. Yeah, we. I mean, we built rapport, uh, he could see um, that I didn't want that option, and he give me uh, and prescribed me a book. Really, and he gave me a book, yeah. And I and I always remember my wife went over to the to the local um, library to get it. It was a prescription for a book, which is what you don't see much these days. And like I say, it was back in twenty seventeen. Perhaps not the best book, but it was a relatable book. It was a book that brought me up and out at the time, and I just geeked out on it, read it over and over and over. And I just, something set me off and I just thought, that's, that's it. It's repetition. It's just feeding the mind and just growing, being, and and, and just having a compelling vision of, of what I, and who I want to become. What was the book? The book was a book called Stop Worrying About Your Health um, by, a, I'm probably going to butcher his name, George Zagodes. Um, like I say, it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's an ancient book, but it went through lots of sort of cognitive behavioral therapies and everyday sort of uh, tools that you can build into life to just angle uh, handle rather anxiety and and just those you know coming from just a wrapping it out like in, indeed and I mean some of them were relatable some of them weren't and then it went into sort of traditional Chinese um, uh, medicines and therapies and then I um, I sort of went down the road of okay so there was qigong and and uh, tai chi and that that type of stuff um, which I always known as being this sort of uh, like self defense is uh, qigong like um Meditation in a That's way, it. though, yeah. absolutely, because they, yeah, qigong, it, it's a it's a moving style of, of meditation because apparently the Buddhist monks couldn't keep still. The young Buddhist monks, the teenagers, yeah. they were just fidgety, and whenever they tried to sit with with mind and thought, they would constantly be on the go. So it was a case of yeah, they they it, it sort of transitioned into this moving meditation, which is connecting the body, mind, and the breath, uh, and it's moving with with breath. And I love that. I enrolled in a in a school, uh, a guy in America um, that, that taught me online. And I'd done that and I'd done the practice because that's me. I'm, 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 I'm a bit, I have OCD and I'm very obsessive and compulsive and I just hit it home and I'd done it every day, twice a day. And I didn't miss a day for one whole year. I even done it Christmas day, morning and evening in my own space. I had an agreement with the family. They knew what I needed to do and I got it done. And it was that mastery. 
And then from there it branched out and then I, I went into, well, actually, what is sitting meditation? Like if that's the moving style of meditation. So I'd, slowly I was just building this and this was pre-me um, wanting to serve this up via a coaching method. Um, cultivating your own first in, indeed yeah and, and and just at the time i just wanted to because i was coming from that place of pain i just wanted to build uh, a sort of a toolkit of resiliency if you like just to think i'll fend that off that's not coming for me because yeah this does x so, y and z you were you were an avid googler before then i imagine Do you know of- what it, it was and i mean i remember one night i was watching <laughs> i was watching tv with a, i didn't tell my family at the time and i mean i did google because i had i had sort of twitches in my arm and you put that into Google, and I mean, it throws up. You've got, like, a, week, yeah, you've got yeah. a week left. And I mean, I'm not vilifying or demonizing Google, but I mean, it just throws up the most, you know, related sort of search, as you know. And it set me off, and I thought, oh, I've got this, I've got that. And I mean, you know, like a twitch like that in the body could just mean low levels of magnesium, something simple that you can supplement. So I, it, it's, you know, it's one, that uh, the, the spectrum. Oh, uh, mate, it's scary. And, like, and, it's and all, yeah, all the symptoms so overlap. And that was in that book, and it did calm me. It was a place of, uh, I can relax that, yeah, it's not that yeah. tumour in the brain. It's not yeah. that chronic. <laughs> you haven't period. had a stroke, like, yeah. In, indeed. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Um, I Googled, done, and then it was, a, it was a transition, really, because I kept it to myself. And then, it, you know, it, I always had that mindset where, I needed to crush this. I needed to become bigger than my environment. I needed to overcome it. Um, and then opened up to my wife and and, and sort of we, we went through the, um, you know, what was happening? What was I going through? What was I experiencing? And that was great. That was a sounding board. But I mean, that took a tremendous amount of courage for me because I've always been this, you know, this leader, this figurehead. Um, and I felt weak at the start because I thought, you know, I'm not being the man of the family. I should be shrugging this off. Um, in a, in so much as it shouldn't be taking me time, I should just be turning my back on this. And I think that's a lot of pain points for people because it's that that period of time is because I opened up. I think it allowed me to, it, it it stopped me suppressing the emotion and it allowed me then to actually free myself of it and yeah. then tune in with, well, let's let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, and then I've been on a honestly I've been on a crazy crazy ride of self-optimization and, and self-development yeah mate it looks looks amazing like just looking at your feed i've gone through listened to a lot of your videos and stuff and there's a lot of positives that come out of them Indeed. and i think just people listening to them is going to help them so i just you know urge everyone to take a look at it anyway at some point because uh, I, I, I think you know we're, we're so like you said like we spoke about before we're so easily programmed into believing everything that we're fed from mainstream and it's always negative. Like that's why I think Instagram, Facebook and all that, they're so bad in so many ways. But if you can fill your feed with the right people, I think it probably could be a good place. Um, Absolutely. And that's why like someone like you being on there is a benefit because I think, yeah, maybe a lot of people who are like in your position who maybe are living that sort of life aren't on there either because they, because of the downside. So Indeed, it, it is. Like you say, it's, this, it's the nature of the beast. And I always say to my family, make sure you're, you know, you're, you're, you're creating, not consuming on social media. Because it is easy, and I found myself doing it, and I've had to snap out of it and, and, and just recognising, I'm just here because the algorithm, the scrolling, and the way they feed you, we are the product. And I mean, they chuck in front of you what you want to see, and it, it keep you there. And that's how the algorithm works. They want that smart device in your hand you just being on there yeah and they are you know the social dilemma the the, the series or, or the um, documentary on netflix demonstrated that and it's, it's it's a real it's a real real shame like i say it's beautiful because you can run businesses now you can get any information you can reach people 
But I think that's the difference. It can either it can either you know it can take you sliding or it can climb you up, and you can you can just bet yourself, you can bet your family, you can bet your life, and you can bet other people's lives as well. Yeah, definitely, mate. And like I find it myself. Do you know what I mean? I you know advocate don't go on there too much. And then I'm one of these people putting the content on there, and you kind of I get this my own dilemma in my own head. Like, well, I'm putting all this out there for people to be on there, Indeed. but then in my own head, I'm like, fuck, I don't even know if I should be here. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. an old, it's going on in my Absolutely. own head. Like, it, I sometimes need to take a look at myself and think, yep. am I here for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, and like evaluate Indeed. who I am and what I'm doing moving forward. But bang on, and I mean, you touched on it there. I mean, the conventional mind because. You know, just to give you insight of where uh, my 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 coaching business name Feral Get Feral that's where it came from. Because if you look at the definition of feral, it's escape from domestication or from captivity. And in some sense, I think that's what we've become. We've become a, a we've become a a captured society. If you like, it's all systemized and and, and like even goes as far as how uh, we operate as 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 a, a younger being right way through the schooling system to just get on the you need to earn money to do the the corporate thing and then. You know what? What after that? Because the happiness is not outside in; it's happiness is from the inside. But they don't teach that yeah. in in, a, in our in our system and society. So it's the the feral experience is is stripping that all back. Is your raw, true operating system, your iOS, taking it back to factory settings and actually going on a relearning experience. And that's the coaching school I qualified out of, out of. It was the Primal Health Coach Institute. It's an American um, institution. And absolutely loved it. So it looks at life through an ancestral viewpoint. So it's going back to the cavemen time, yeah. if you like, simplified. And what we did, how we conducted ourselves, how we built tribes, how we moved, how we trained, how we recovered. Um, because I just think it's it's a real shame now because everyone just sits in this box of, you know, if you look at nutrition and diet, we, we don't nourish our body anymore. Now, yeah, you've got the you know the carnivore, the vegan and, and the, the vegetarians and you've got all these different dif- different tribes and I'm not advocating one over the other but if you strip it back and actually look at where we've evolved we wouldn't be here today if we didn't eat a certain type of food and yeah. you know we we've just so far disconnected I, my message is look I, don't, I whether you're a, a plant lover whether you're an animal lover whether you're not I it's education is my style of coaching but first just nourish the body with food every bite of food's got a barcode of information and now I like that. Yeah, yeah. We can we can just get you know food at every turn now. It it. I mean, you can just again on your phone click a button and you can have something delivered. You haven't got to you haven't got to work for your food anymore. You've got to work for the money. You haven't got to work for your food and you can get it. And we just constantly we just overeat. We wired to overeat. Yeah. And you know we just dropped in 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 this day and age with the same mind. Our brain is a two million year old device and it's wired to keep you safe ultimately. And it's wired to overeat because we used to go through periods of scarcity where you know, we'd have a season of, of plenty of food around which you'd build up and then you'd have months of scarcity. But now we don't have that scarcity, yeah. but we have the months of just constant overfeeding, you know, and it's... That's that's, that's me over and over, mate. <laughs> I, I was, me and my brother were talking about this the other day and we were yeah. like, you know, I don't know, say a Sunday night and you're like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to start this fucking mega diet. I'm going to sort my life out tomorrow. Uh, yeah. But tonight... Tonight I'm oh, really gonna right. fuck it up. I'm gonna have like the biggest pizza in the world. Absolutely. And we were say we were wondering like, is that linked back to like the day before, like say you're out hunting or whatever, yeah. And you you've caught like your animal, mm. but you know you after this animal you're not gonna be eating for a long time, so you really go to town on it that night. Is that like linked in with that maybe to yeah, a degree? Yeah, I, I, I absolutely again because your brain is wired a certain way. Like you say, your brain haven't changed in two million years. Um, just like we're all unique and we all got different fingerprints. We're all bio individually different. Uh, but our brain's the same. 
Yeah. Um, and we are. We are we are wired to consume food. And not only that, I just think the industry now is manipulated and scientists have worked on certainly processed foods. And that's what I mean. That's what I advocate is staying away from the hyperpalatable foods that, that keep you locked in and coming back because scientists are employed and they target the brain center uh, and, and the parts of the brain that are locked on to these fats and these sugars in these processed foods. And they're clever because they know you'll keep coming back for them. Yeah. Because your brain is wired or it's turned on ultimately and you'll overconsume and you'll can continue to eat. Um, so stepping away from any processed food, sugars, all the vegetable and seed oils, all these manufactured, ma- man-made stuff, just go back to a whole foods diet. Cook, cook, yeah. cook your own food. And you can't go wrong with that. And like you say, that barcode of information is, is key because it, 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 you know, it cripples me that people just still count calories. Yeah, macronutrients to a certain level with you know, your protein, fat and carbohydrate intake. But I mean, counting calories is just so nonsense because we all even, you know, we all digest differently we all got internal mechanisms that are different and different macronutrients digest differently in the body as well so not all calories are equal um so i mean you know if you set yourself up with a with a on, on a calorie game i mean you're not you haven't got a level or, or any nourishment for your body because it's about hormone optimization and then yeah. that's where the brain body connection comes in oh you mind if i just put that a bit forward yeah absolutely yeah, sorry, no i totally agree with you and I, i've played the calorie game i've done it you know, on and off all, all the time. And to be honest with you, like what you really find is like if you are eating the right things, you've got a job to go over them calories anyway. Indeed. You, oh, know, no, you know, like if you're eating, like you say, stuff stuff from the ground, the meat, the natural stuff that's not processed, you will have a job to go over what most people would say is like a healthy calorie in, indeed, you're, intake you're, a day anyway because it's, it's such an amount of food. It, it, it is, and I mean, you're right, because then if you, like you say, the, the, the sugars and, and the different foods they put, uh, so the emulsifiers and things like that, the gums and the binders that they put in these foods, they do, they, 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 they keep you coming back. And like you say, taking it back to just eating raw food is more satiating, uh, yeah. it's metabolically supportive, and it can keep you it can keep you fuller for longer. And yeah. it really is, it's not as more complex than that. But if you're just counting calories in, in junk, it's just you're you're just trying to bottle a fart ultimately because it's 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 a crap strategy. It's not going to work. No, I agree, mate. And like I, when I was like seven or eight, I can remember I was like getting depressed as like a seven, eight, nine year old. My mum and dad were like, "What's going on here? Like, yeah. you shouldn't be like this." Didn't want to leave the house. Didn't want to get off the sofa. Didn't want to do anything. Took me to like a um, nutritionist, dietitian, kind of. Right. Uh, what's the word? Like alternative one then, like you know, not your standard sort of person you go to, yeah. like a doctor or whatever. And they come back saying, like, gluten and dairy intolerant. And, like, mm. now as I've gone through my life, like, I have spells where I eat it and I drink it and I feel crap. And it still gets me now. Every, every time I have it or a long period of consuming it, I, I feel like absolute shit. Yep. And then I look around as well at loads of people who are suffering with IBS and Indeed. a lot of issues. And I'm looking at them thinking, like, God, I'm sure you're exactly the same as me. You just don't know it, like... Well, bang on, and, and and I think you're right, and I think you know the the, the mainstream go into the GP, they're a general practitioner, and I mean they, they you know they're not trained in, um, yeah, they'll do blood work and they may uh, or may not identify certain markers, but I mean you're right because with you know with 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 gluten, I'd go as far as to say we we're all sensitive to gluten. We haven't di- we, our digestive system uh, hasn't developed enough to actually process the problem proteins in it. Uh, and I mean, some people will manifest as celiac, so you can't di- digest or intake any gluten because it'll just wipe you wipe you out. As in, you know, it, it, it takes your immune system down and you've got no energy and it can be really problematic because it breaks down the, the gut lining. Um, 
and whether you are just having some sort of something, but it doesn't manifest as something. But at some level, I think if you you know if you took blood markers on anyone, they would show some sort of inflammatory response to to gluten. Hundred percent, mate. You're just operating at such a yeah. Like if I eat it, if I had like a slice of bread every day for a few weeks, after a few weeks, I would noticeably be operating at a lower level. Indeed. Like I'd be in a I'd be in a shit state. I couldn't think. Yeah. You know, it's all like things which you don't even think about that it would affect. It's not just I feel bad. Indeed. It's like I'm just... I, I Absolutely. And I, yeah, you're right with the, you know, with the milk and the, and the lactose intolerancy and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, because if you look at it from an evolutionary perspective as well, milk is for, you know, we're the only animal that drinks another animal's milk. There's nothing out there that you will see another animal drinking another animal's milk yeah. on humans. Uh, but I mean, if you don't possess the, um, the lactase enzyme, that breaks down the, uh, the 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 sugar molecule, which is lactose. Um, it can present a real problem for people, like you say. It can cause IBS and digestive issues um, because as adults we don't need to grow, and that's from an evolutionary perspective. That's what happens. You have it as a as a child or as a minor. You've got that enzyme, but you lose it as you grow older because you've got no need to grow yeah. or develop. Um, so this is you know depending on where you live, areas of the world, um, whether you possess that enzyme or not. I possess it because I've had my DNA and my my genes tested. Um, but I possess it, so I'm okay with dairy. But for you know, crazy, man. crazy <laughs> amount of the population, I mean, it's cut us off. And like you say, some people can go multiple times a day eating bread and milk, or you know, suspect yeah. um, sort of proteins in these foods. And it's a shame because, like you say, people just want to operate at their fullest. They just want to be, they want to be healthy. And but, like you say, at every turn, if you've got these foods and you've got you know the convenience of just picking something up, either putting it in a microwave or on the go snack. I do feel for people in that area because it's it just makes life easier. Yeah. Uh in in some sense. But it's um it's a real shame. I, I think as well though, when you're on that level, like I know even even now knowing that, like when I'm feeling good, I know that. But when I start feeling bad, I convince myself it can't be that. I know. You know, you know what I mean? It's like it such a weird balance, even knowing it and having that knowledge, you can still it's like your mind plays tricks on you to tell you it's not that. Come on. Indeed. Indeed, I, what, right. what is that? What do you think that is? Well, I, I, I just think again, it's, it's maybe the, the, the fact that you've got these parts of the brain that are turned on by this stuff, and it's a case of they want more of it. It's a survival mechanism. Um, it's the same with sugary foods and honey and things like that. It was natural. It's fructose. It's natural occurring sugars. I mean, you know, that's that's different to, to maybe the sugars that they put in the, in these processed foods. It, it is, and I mean, our body can only tolerate five grams of sugar, so it's a teaspoon of sugar. Yeah, in, in an healthy adult. Um, but I mean, was that a day or in, in like, yeah in 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 the system at any one time? Yeah, the rest okay, yeah, then yeah. is just shoveled into into liver or muscle glycogen for storage for later. That's the insulin. That's insulin's job. Your pancreas secretes insulin to take. It gives you enough uh, fuel for immediate survival, and then the rest it just puts in storage. And that's what you see with somebody that overeats and overconsumes. Is you, you, you've just got your hyperglycemic uh, ultimately because you've just got insulin constantly pulling the glucose out and putting it in storage, and hence you you um, you get Bro. you get bigger and get and get overweight. It's, um, yeah. It is really a game of, and like you say, stripping it back is not complex. Ooh, foods manage, you know, uh, your um, your carbohydrate intake uh, because we'll do quite well because again we we just overconsume carbohydrate in our in our you know our everyday diets then because we can do just fine our body can make carbohydrates through a process known as gluconeogenesis um and it, and it can convert enough sugar for the for the brain liver and and, and all other yeah. organs to function so i mean but again it's that conventional wisdom mindset we've got to be having this carbohydrate intake in order to do this or shuttle uh fuel into into muscle for muscle growth and things like that 
Yeah, there's there's a lot to it in there. There is a well, like you said, it, you can break it down to easy steps, and I think that's that's kind of good. I you know read a lot of your stuff about you saying strip it back, like unlearn before you learn. Absolutely, so, because again, on that with the carbohydrate, I mean, you, you know, we'll do well without it. So I mean, but in order to do that, if you're used to consuming carbohydrates, you know, you know what's known as a sugar burner, then you'll always need that carb refeed. You'll find yourself eating five, six, seven meals a day. But once you open up a dormant system and you're known as a fat, you know, becoming a fat burner, then you can actually learn to burn fat for fuel, whether that's ingested fat in the moment on your plate or from food or whether that's stored fat on you. Because a pound of fat you can hold in the palm of your hand. Yeah. And a pound of fat's got 3,000 calories. So, I mean, we've got a hell of a tank on us at any one time anyway, but it's doing that and opening up. And that's what they seem with with um, with, with with sort of COVID sufferers uh, and poorer outcomes is they're not what's known as metabolically flexible. They haven't awakened that fat-burning capability and they're just constantly high-carb as high sugar yeah. loaders and they're not, they haven't woken up that. Because again, back so, to ancestral living is we would have gone times with low amounts of carbohydrate and we would have... We would have been extinct if we couldn't yeah. able to have a, a fuel source that helped us survive. So, so like I've done keto before. I've got into yep. like the fat burning, pissed on the strips, done all that sort mm. of thing. Get on out. And um, well, I don't know. I found it difficult. I'll be honest. Uh, up until that point, you know, the first seven days, like yeah. you said, your body's craving the carbs. You, you're like kind of desperate for it, aren't you? And you start getting in this weird zone. Where you're like, Fuck, I'm feeling knackered Aye. until you do until you switch over. Really, isn't it? It it is that. It's it's, it's like you say. It's walk, waking that uh, dormant system or doing the work first, so you can be flexible. And then it means it doesn't mean to say you'll never eat carbs again. But it means if you consume 200 grams of carbs in one day, it's not going to mean that you've got to do all that work again to open up to be a fat burner. Uh, but you're right. It's you know you you can get things like the the keto flu and things like that because your body is transitioning. It's going undergoing these processes where it. It's a you know waking up a dormant yeah. system to make you um, make you primal, make you make you uh, operate function you know optimally again. Yeah, I I did find it was good, but my biggest struggle was like because I'm I can't eat dairy. That was like one of the hardest because it's quite a you know it's an easy thing to consume when you're doing keto. It is. It's it one is. of the you know if you're looking for things to eat, it, it's one of the it's all one something that always comes up is like cheese, milk. You know what I mean? It's, it, it is, and is that term dirty, dirty keto? I was guilty of it many years ago when I thought, okay, yeah, keep carbs to a minimum and just crazy fat intake, and then you're <laughs> eating all these cured meat salamis, yeah. pastramis, and stuff like that. And like you say, again, your daily there is just you making sure you eat it in your your fat macro, keeping keeping carbs down and, and moderate sort of protein. Um, but I mean, it's not complex. Again, I mean, you can you know, vegetables has got copious amounts of, of carbohydrates in there that, that that are enough and with um with with you know clean sources of humanely raised grass-fed meat and things like that just need to stick to that um, yeah, you like, don't need to overcomplicate it with with just shoveling because i mean a lot of our produce has got seed oils and veg oils in it and i mean they don't do the body any justice whatsoever they're really problematic um they're akin to smoking from the 50s this new science is showing that um, so again, it's just stripping it back, doing it the right way, and getting it from raw, real food. Yeah. So, so when like a a client comes to you, um, like what sort of information do you get off them to start? How 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 does the process begin? Yeah. Well, we do like you say for for me, and first of all is. It's not just, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm holistic health coach. So, I mean, yeah, as part of my Evo Edge 90, which is a 12-week coaching program, we got a section in there, which is, it, you know, the front end. Because without the body, everything else is up the window. You've got to be taking care of your body to, in order to set yourself 
up for, uh, for you know, for your future and, and, and your goals and, and, and whatever it is you want to achieve. So, yeah, the intake form and things like that will get, you know, a, a, a sort of a, a freeze frame of where you are with your... Um, with your diet, ultimately, what you what you consume, what you don't consume, can you go a period of time without eating? What you know, what is your um, your source of food? Where do you eat it? In in, in terms of uh, where do you get it from? And your you know your your things like beverages. Do you get you know you a crazy fruit smoothie? Uh, drink again all your calories from from liquids instead of real foods, and the seed oils as well because again they they are really problematic. So get a freeze freeze frame if you like of somebody's um sort of diary of, of food um and then yeah once once i work with um with guys then is is we take a deep dive on on the nutrition side of it and, and stripping things out what to eat what not to eat and when not to eat as well and building things like like intermittent fasting and periods of time without yeah. food because you you know we can do quite well with it as long as you do the the leg work up front you you know for and it's not so much for a you know the nutrition aspect of the coaching is yeah it's great because people want to want to lose weight uh, and they want to get that lean body mass and that comes as a side dish that's not you know let's let's work with me so we can get your body weight and that seems to be like more of a um a, a, a side dish really it's more about health and longevity and doing the right feeling thing good. absolutely feeling good in the moment and making sure you're feeling good and swimming in the sea when you're age 90 is setting yourself up to see your grandkids grow up and just having that foundation of information again, it's education, and it's not stuff in any any one thing or any you know feeling is believing. Trial things, work with things. That's what you do in that client coach yeah. relationship. I'm not saying you need to do and adopt this way. This is what I'm teaching you on, and let's find what is the right road for you. Yeah. Do do you um? Is your goal to set them up so they can leave you? Is that like because I. Yeah, you no, know what I mean. Good, like, abso- I'm not. I'm not trying to. There, I think there are people out there <laughs> yeah. who maybe get people in, teach them a little bit to see benefits, but maybe not enough to set them free. Yeah, indeed. You know I mean? No, it's a good question. I mean, I got a crap business model because, yeah, I think at the end of twelve weeks, it's a case <laughs> of yeah, you're a little feral lion, and it's it's on your way. I mean, yeah, you know, the front end you got nutrition, and then you got training, exercise. Are we chronically exercise these days and beat ourselves up and don't recover well? Then we go through mindset and meditation. And then lifestyle and habit building. So I mean, it's 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 holistic. Um, but you're right. But it is options then because some people um, will learn. We're all different. Some people will 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 just you know suck on this stuff and have a transformation quicker than others. And after twelve weeks, they you know they're ready to graduate. Yeah. And they, they they're ready to kick kick ass in life. Some want that review monthly, like a coaching call, um, whether that's monthly, quarterly, or whatever. It's so varying. Everyone is so different. Everyone reacts totally different to it. And yeah. I think that's what, that's that's for me, if I had this offering back in 2017, I would have took someone's arm off for it, but it wasn't there. Like you say, I had to build it. Um, I had to read the books. I had to geek out. I, you know, I, my, my car became a university on wheels because I would just, with my other, you know, in my other career, I'd just constantly be on the road a lot and I'd be learning. Instead of downtime, and I mean, you know, with my my uh, my OCD, never failed to clean the house weekly. It's a couple of hours. I stack that habit stack in. I learn now. I read audiobooks. I, I copious amount of books that I physically always have a physical book lying around the house that I read, always read every day. And it's just small systems, really, that set you up, um, you know, to, to, to get you to your goal or your, or your end point. And I mean, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty special. Yeah, well, I think it's life changing for people, isn't it? Definitely to to have that sort of experience, and I think I don't know you. A lot of it, you know, when you got that accountability and you're told to do 
this and carry on and yep. you know train eat well you can do it in that moment but i think for me as well like i've been in this like cycle of my life where ups and downs like i'm one minute i'm 18 stone next minute i'm 14 stone next minute i'm in somewhere in between yep. somewhere in between now <laughs> and uh <laughs> i think like a lot of it for me is always been i'm trying to break it down now as time goes on because i realize i can't carry on like this because it's all emotionally based yeah. it's not it's not like um it's not what i'm doing like i yeah, it's, it's a I, job I, to explain, and like I wonder, yeah. do you tap into people's emotions as well as? I get it. No, you're right, and I and I think that's that's where it's at because it needs to become a lifestyle. I mean, it's not a diet. I mean, you know, you've got these diet clubs that, again, talking about you've got a point system and you can eat so many sins and all that. I mean, it it gets people results in the short term, but you'll end up going back to where you were. I mean, no, you know, nothing like that ever lasts. It's, it's, uh, that's why it's such a good business model because it keeps you coming back and you've got that cycle as it was known as a yo-yo diet. Um, so it's 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 lifestyle and it's exactly that. I mean, you need you need it to become your identity um, and you haven't got a story because like people ask me now, do I have cheat days? And I'm like, I cheat every day. I mean, I got a, a, a spectrum of foods that I can eat, which are, you know, on three pages of A4. I don't just sort of, I'm not blinkered to a certain meal that I only eat once or twice a day. Such a variety. And I just, you know, metabolically support my body. I'm, you know, I I, I take more, you know, consume protein. I limit carbs and I eat plenty of fat, good quality fat, saturated fat, monounsaturated fat, and just avoid the polyunsaturated and all the man-made oils. Um, And I mean, you're right, on the emotions... Like you, you can say, oh, I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to do a diet tomorrow. I'm going to be positive. This is me. I got an holiday in the summer and it doesn't last. It, it Like you say, you can go there, you can do it. You Anyone that switches an environment or a way of life will get a result. But unless you work on the mind, your mind will always pull you back to that default system, which is, yeah. and like people say, you know, do affirmations. I am, you know, I am healthy, I'm healthy. It's only so long until your brain goes bullshit. Back to who you are, your familiar self. So it's it's actually is working on your beliefs because you've got limiting beliefs and you've got empowering beliefs and they run your life. There's values and there's beliefs. So unless you take a deep dive, which is what we do um, in, in, in my one-on-one, is we, we take a deep dive on just understanding the mind, the thought, and working on beliefs because it's likely that your beliefs limit you. So it's working on um questioning those leaning into them because your beliefs are a belief is a meaning of certainty so it's something that you actually know in your mind is certain so it's actually questioning that and leaning into where do my beliefs come from because you you, your beliefs are likely installed in you from your upbringing the first seven years of your life you're a sponge you're just a tape recorder whatever you are and like you say the good old your parents stop you doing stuff and it's fear and you can't do this shouldn't do that you're having rows and onwards in life and then the people you bother with your family values and it just shapes you and then you're this adult which is a program of its upbringing and then that forms your belief systems your belief cycles and you either have empowering beliefs or limiting beliefs and like you say you've got a diet on this and you can put a great nutrition plan and training program and recovery plan and something else for somebody but unless they've done the work emotionally and done some emotional training, you will always find slowly but surely they'll be pulled back to their former self. Yeah. So it's actually doing the deep work. And, and like you say, it does, and like I said earlier, it does stem from 
the awareness that the beliefs are not fixed. Your identity is not fixed. It's likely something that you've, you're, you're that product of that programming from the past. So you can change that. You can scramble it like a CD or you can just re-record it. Yeah. And you can become a new program of your past to compel you and, and project you on. Yeah, yeah you, de- you definitely don't have to be the person you were yesterday, every day of your life. You can you can keep Indeed. moving forward and change. I, I totally agree with that. It's uh, it's trying to figure out the process of how, isn't it? That's that's the uh, the fun part, I suppose, in a way. In, indeed, and, and I yeah, you're right. That I mean, to just you know, just for for you know, if I said to you, I would, when you got dressed this morning, which leg did you put in your trousers first? Would you know, or would you have to think about it? No, I don't know. Yeah, you, you <laughs> and that's the classic classic subconscious mind. Yeah, is we program it, and ninety five percent of our day we operate out of our subconscious mind. So that's our program of the past. So we this walking zombie, if you like, to some respect. I'm not demonizing it, but we're only ever in creativity um, or in a right part of the brain, five um, percent of the day. And that through that five percent is how you reprogram your other ninety-five. Yeah. And there's little things you can do like uh, hypnosis, subliminal tapes, and things like that. And then there's two times in the day, be pre-bed and in the morning, when your brain waves are at a certain state, where you can actually it's a gateway into that subconscious mind for you to rewrite it. Yeah. And and but you're not taught this type of stuff. That I, that probably links well to like every evening before you go to bed, you're creating this master plan for the next day, which you then wake up, probably go on your phone and indeed kill the plan off. Ab- absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, you wake up on what you was thinking the, the night before, and it's it's just training in that area, and it's it's again it feeds into the you know the the the, the feral um, meaning actually is is just conventional wisdom. Forget all the stuff that doesn't serve you, what's important now. And, and I think that, you know, we're in a time um, in 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 um, in the world where I think people just need to do that, that work emotionally yeah. and reconnect, find out who they are, get rid of the, you know, the the, the devices and the external stimulation and, and external validation and placing happy, happiness on something outside of them and just reconnecting and taking it back to the raw state because, you know, we're just far divorced from, from oh, our, our natural set point. So it's like I've been running for a couple of years on and off. Um, this year, I've like, took to it probably more heavily than other years. And yeah. that hour or two hours a day some days or whatever, or you know, five, six times a week, that is where I find that creative space because I'm literally just in my head. And you, you're literally running ideas back and forth with yourself about like, oh, yeah, what about this? What about that? And like you're thinking about things that you don't even know you're able to think about until you're out doing it. Indeed. It's in like walking as well, even out just out for a walk. And like you say, get feral. Literally, there's nothing better than walking up the mountain behind me. I can imagine. And then that's where all these crazy like thoughts rush in. And you're like, Christ, this is like, and you, and you realize how much you're leaving on the table and you're leaving behind when you Indeed. when you sat behind your desk in work. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. am I doing? Like in this. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and like you say, you, what you've done is you've identified, um, you know, your entry points to that creative space how it happens, when it happens, you know, m- many, many people don't do that. Uh, yeah. And they're not able to do it for whatever reasons. But I think it's a real shame because like I say, we're here to thrive. We're here for a purpose. We're here for a calling, whatever it is, without wanting to sound too geeky about it. But I mean, it is. And and and, and just, you know, opening yourself up and, and being able to sit with your own mind, you just, you know, the power is really with, within um, yeah. and, and, you know, to create. But I mean, to go back on your point, when you run and your mind opens up, there's a reason why, the you know, the forces, they, they, they encant certain phrases, words, and rhymes because they live and breathe it and they tap their chest when they're doing it because they're ingraining, they're actually retraining the nervous system. There's a reason you listen to a song some days and 
you repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And then that's just running in your head. Yeah. And like I say, it's the reason why the forces do that. It's called incantation. And you actually just, you, you use your body a certain way, repeat a phrase a certain way. It's different to affirmations because you can just sit in a certain position and just repeat a phrase, repeat a phrase. And then like you say, your brain will pull you out and say nonsense. But an incantation is you just actually drumming it into your nervous system. And you believe it. It's congruent with who you are. It forms your identity. Yeah. So there's, there's little tools and, and things like that you can do to just reset your identity work on your beliefs whether they're, they're limiting or empowering work on your values um to you know to to, to see where you are because your life is is is, is emotion and yeah like you say you've got to upgrade your emotional home um in order to, to 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 thrive i agree mate and like i might butcher this now because it's not actually it's coming secondhand off someone who's read a book as well mate. Right. but i don't know if you've read it or not but it's called born to run i don't know i've not read it they reckon like that's that's really built into us from like back years ago when you were hunting and um yeah. basically i, I am going to butcher it 100 percent. but oh, there's like um obviously like four-legged animals they breathe differently to us their cardiovascular system's different to us and then back in the days when we used to chase them down us as humans have got a better cardiovascular system for long distance than they have because we don't need to take a breath every stride we can absolutely you know, breathe as and when to, to a degree so we chase them down and then that's kind of built into us so naturally from back then like you say with the food and everything yeah and um as, as kids like we grow up and you don't ever see like a, a three or four year old walk in they're always running Indeed. so this this book is all about how we're born to run and how it's like built into us from our past past lives etc on how and that's why I think it connects with so many people when they go out running now. You know, it gives you that feeling which you can't get anywhere else. And like you said, it's getting feral. It's going back to your roots, isn't it? It is 100%. I mean, I, I haven't read that book. I I got a slightly different theory on that in, in terms yeah, of good. what I've come from and and, and, and what I, I, you know, coach is that we weren't designed to run long distances. The, the primitive folk um, would have sprinted distances right, and then okay. stopped, like you said, recovered and would have been nose-only breathing. So, I mean... I'm a real geek on breath work. Yeah, no, um, no I want to hear I, it. And as I well. mean, there's, you know, we we go as far as to say ninety percent of our day we should be nose breathing. We we, you know, gassing it through your mouth like this. Now we're in stress state. We're in we're in sympathetic nervous system tone because we're in survival. We're in, you know, our our body now physiologically doesn't know whether we are under attack or whether we're just on a podcast talking. Yeah, it can't differentiate. So I mean. Uh, our mouths are for one thing, and that's that's you know that's that's eating, um, and our noses are for breathing, uh, and it's very conventional. Again, it's flipping it; it's becoming feral, and and, and understand well, well, does that make sense? And it, it balances CO two and oxygen in the body, and then CO two um, tolerance is linked with like depression and anxiety as well. So it, it, it for me, I love all that because it makes me think. Well, actually, we could be breathing our way to a depressed or anxious state, um, and and breath is huge. I mean, we can you know the quickest way to the to the body, um, or to the mind, rather, is through the body. The mind can't change the mind. The ma you know, matter can't change matter. A lot of people, but I mean, at age 17, we were all given the keys to the, the physical car and learned to drive and we got the wheels for life. But we're not taught how to, how to actually control our own vehicle. And breath is actually the key to the car. I mean, yeah. to bring you down or set you up to go. Whatever it is, whatever life circumstance. But I mean, go back to your point on running. It was it was sprinting, stopping, sprinting, stopping. Right, okay. And that's what our genes express uh, expect um, in terms of that gene expression, whether you switch a gene on or not. 
we won't go in this podcast, but it's epigenetics. It's the signaling of the gene. The gene might be encoded with certain DNA, like predispositions to obesity, cancers, and different chronic diseases. But whether that information gets thrown out into the body is down to the signaling and the environment. Or the environment could be anything. Could be physical environment. It could be the environment you're giving it through thought, food, you know that that type of environment, um, and sprinting it gives you a massive up level in, in terms of human growth hormone and yeah. also testosterone boosts as well because we wouldn't have run those crazy long distances if we didn't catch our kill we would let it go or coming back to your point we would have run after it stopped run after it stopped run after it so we wouldn't have gone crazy 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 and i'm probably gonna Ruffle a lot of feathers on that for your, for your <laughs> listeners. And like, what's yeah. this deal? Dave told me about this book. He's going to be ripping you, mate. I know exactly. <laughs> I, but I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm just a living example of that because I've not done any. I haven't run, you know, over two hundred yards for years since I finished yeah. rugby, like three years ago. And I'm probably in in better physical condition now than ever. Um, uh, because of that reason, is my cardiovascular doesn't doesn't exist it's short intense all out what our genes expect heavy lifting twice a week yeah. um and 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 rest and recovery and i get my cardio from my cold exposure ice bathing and 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 modes like that really yeah yeah i've tried like, like you know well for me i really enjoy the long distance i don't know what it is it's just something it seems to connect with me um but no i agree like i do feel benefit from doing sprints and everything as well i think there's obviously there it is it's probably I just yeah. think it's a game of managing stress, cortisol and adrenaline in the body. If you've got that constantly in the blood, stress chemicals, then it's a, it's a poor strategy, really, because you won't sleep well. You, you know, you 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 won't react well in life. You definitely won't respond, and you're just in in fight or flight mode. You're in you're in stress yeah. states. You're not bringing yourself down. Like when I train, I will always bring myself back down. I will reset the system through the breath after. And I just think crazy long distances and then not resetting the system and then going back to family life and your career and just constantly yeah. being stressed. I find that we didn't stress it and stress is good. Stress helps you grow. It helps you survive. But I just think our tolerance for stress is we've breached that threshold and everything is just, you know, even, even the text now gets us stressed. Cut, oh, mate, yeah, I can just think it's, 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 it, it's too chronic and it's, it's catabolic yeah. in some respects. So I do the all out reset, all out reset. Yeah. Well, like I've, I've done meditation. Um, I say I've done meditation. Like yeah. as in, I have done it. I've done it like religiously for time. I must it's a common feature in my life. Beautiful. I'm like up and down with things as yeah, you can yeah, tell, yeah. but it definitely massive impact, like massive impact. Like you say nothing else stress. It's like, if I take this 10 minutes a day to do this, the rest of my day is less stressful, but it's like, Again, you convince yourself, I don't need, I haven't got time for them 10 minutes, but then 10 minutes saves you an hour over the day of all this crap feeling you've got, which slows you down anyway. Beautiful. So, yes, it's well put. I mean, yeah, that's what I, again, that's what I teach. I mean, for 2% investment in your day, determines how the other 98 works out. Mental. I, I did it, and it is no difference. And I mean, you know, there's a recent study done and it's, it's a real shame because I work with men. I will work with, with female um, but I mean, for me, it's that middle-aged man because it's it's somebody that's treading the path that I've come because I can you know, only take a client on, on on a journey that I've been on um, and gotten the results that they need and want. Um, but I mean, the yeah, the meditation is 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 foundational. I mean, to to you know, going back to that study, um, 
they had a control group of females and males and, and, and it was a, a group of males asked to, to just sit. It wasn't labelled as meditation, but sit with their thought for, uh, I think, 10 minutes. And the statistics were 67%, uh, certainly nigh on 70% of men wouldn't take the, just sit there with their thoughts. They, they'd opted for the electric shock because that was the other option. And <laughs> and I just think, no, I, you know, it's, it's, it's because, because that is the foundation, just to sit there and actually, you know, the concept of the thought is not yours, that you're the thinker of the thought and just allowing like the beach wave analogy, you're on a beach wave comes up, that's the thought. You leave it come, it's because a lot of people get confused, the meditation is to sit there and not have a thought, but that's nonsense because it's like saying, or commanding, it's impossible. Yeah, it's like yeah. commanding the art to stop beating, you couldn't do that, it's going to happen and you need a thought, it's like doing that bicep curl in the gym. You need that resistance. You need it to, for it to grow and develop. So you need that thought. You need thought in meditation. And then it's that wave. It just comes in and out. All guests at the dinner party is another yeah. analogy is, you know, you're a, you're a host at a dinner party. Guests come. You're not going to turn their back, your back on them. You're going to welcome them, but just don't stay there. Don't spend time. Just, just say hello and then onward to the next. Say hello, onward to the next. So you're using thought, really. And repetition over the time, I mean, is is huge. And it's, it's great, great tool for just... Uh, like you say, expanding your your comfort zone, your creativity, and it gets rid of a lot of stored stress on the nervous system. Mate, it's a hundred percent amazing. Like I, when I was doing it, like I used to get road rage and everything beforehand. You, I don't know, someone pull out on you, like yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. You, you, verbal abuse. So you're right, yeah. and, I, and I mean, it's it's you're right. We're living in the hormones of stress. We constantly. Uh, reacting in life instead of learning yeah. to respond. There's a, there's a stimulus. There's between a stimulus and a reaction. There's a period of time. That you can, yeah, you can sit there and think. Well, actually, I'm going to. That's that's what that did for me. Yeah, that was like instead of like I'm coming up to the junction. This this dickhead's pulled out on Uh, me. Yeah, I'm going to beat my own at him. It was like, nah, not today, man. Beautiful. Like literally, just put that block in. Indeed. And I like that naturally happened though. Like like from doing it, it wasn't like you know this meditation is done. It was a really weird thing. I noticed it the one day, and I was like, whoa, I'm real. There's only one thing I've changed and. That's beautiful. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, and like you say, you can you can type that, but it does it. I think it just it, it allows you to operate from a place of neutrality. It just equals you, and yeah. it doesn't give you any. Um, it doesn't give you any. You know, it is ego in terms of the monkey mind and your inner voice and things like that. But I just think it it does level. It does turn down that critical voice inside your head, and I just think you become the author and director of your life ultimately. Yeah. And I and, and and you you get compound effect over time. Uh, but but I think yeah, there's, there's you know there's a slight misconception between meditation and mindfulness because mindfulness is is touted as the as meditation, but mindfulness is just the act of all the art of being in the now, the present moment, and that could be any that you know a, a meditation sitting is like you know however that long is for you for me twenty minutes, but then mindfulness then is throughout the day and just feeling your feet on the floor whether you're moving from room to room or whether you're yeah. making a cup of coffee. I mean you know I gotta catch myself sometimes because my morning cup of coffee is part of my crazy morning routine and. I'll just be wolfing my coffee down for me in order for me to segue through to my next. And I got to catch yourself. And that is the, that's mindfulness. That's my, being mindful that there is no future unless I take care of the present moment. Yeah, definitely, mate. And I find myself in years sometimes when you, you're not taking care of that and you're like, you're having a conversation with someone, but I'm thinking about something else. And it's like, you do that with everything in your life and you're not paying full respect to what you're doing. And like, you're not getting 100% of your results. You just kind of... Indeed mulling through and, and not really hitting anything but i think like how you do something is how you do everything to a degree isn't it? I love that, yeah. and when you start that 
like it just grows. So if you're starting by doing everything wrong, it just grows. And it's the same with like swapping on his head and doing everything right from the start. You just bang on. I can drift in and out of both, like, and I think everyone can. And it's got to be a constant goal. Indeed, you're right. You've got to have a vision. You've got to know where you're heading. And then you do look at your, your small systems, your habits or your rituals, your standards, whatever you want to label them as. And I mean, you need to construct them to set you up as, a, as, a, as an on-ramp to reach that destination of what you want. And I mean, you know, the old cliche is trust the process, you know, enjoy the road, never yeah. arrive. And that is right. So you've got to enjoy these little things you do because don't get there. Because yeah. sometimes you, you, you're you on the wrong mountain, you're climbing the wrong mountain, you arrive and you know it's not it sort of thing. But I mean, you're right, you can you, you can set yourself up for empowering habits that take you on a, you know, an entirely, yeah. entirely different, and, and, and you're right, you said it earlier, it's mastery, um, and it's just repetition, and just yeah. keep them going, and then, like, you know, be, before long, something that was really painful or really hard for you to do, it gets wired in. And it's in the nervous system. It's in the subconscious mind, and you 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 run that habit out then without any willpower, yeah. and without any sort of energy. And it's system. It's now. It's same with me with the cold. It was very painful uh, at the start to get in cold, you know, water. It still is. That's one of the beauties of cold exposure. But I mean, the system is such that it allows me, like you say, to get in that return on investment. It just in the morning, it's part of my wheels. And it determines how the rest of my day goes. I get there, it's not very comfortable. I'm inducing stress, controlling my body's reaction through breath, and then and then onwards. But I mean, I say I do now. My body knows it's along for the ride. My mind tries to talk me out there, but I'm in there. Yeah. And I do it. And I mean, you know, not for everyone. But you're right. I think you just can switch out a poor or an habit that's not taking you to where you want to go. And it's hard at first, but you get that momentum. And it's like a you know a rocket going to space. It uses all its power at the start, but when it's up and it's in orbit, it doesn't take off as much power energy. It's not as yeah. simple as flowing. But I mean, at the start, the start is the is is the hardest. It's just making that commitment, start go, and 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 the laws of momentum will be behind you. I agree, mate. And I think I'm guilty of this. We waste so much time saying we haven't got time, like we have. <laughs> like I, you know, spend like three or four hours some nights watching telly. I'm like. Nah, you're full of shit. When I'm telling myself you haven't got time, it's, it's just a lie. Do you know what I mean? Indeed, and, um, it is. One thing I wanted to ask you as well, have you ever tried like a float tank? Have you ever, I have, yeah. To, I haven't had anyone else who's in you who's tried it. To be honest, I have, it's not much I haven't tried, right? I mean, on this journey of um, of geeking out on self-optimization. But yeah, I've done a, done a float tank. I haven't done any of the, uh, the, the sort of taking of a... A crazy substance because I said you, you know you can go go the levels on it, but I mean the flow tank alone, Epsom salts, and it's it's um it's an experience for me in that it got better over time because my first one was very much this is what it feels like to be buried alive because it was complete darkness. <laughs> I was just floating in this you know in in the water, music for like the first fifteen minutes, and then forty five minutes of just me in the mind. Um, but then the first, that was the first few times and then just complete bliss after that, mm. complete reset and the sleep. Um, I use a lot of biofeedback to, to measure my HRV, heart rate variability, resting heart rate and my, my quality of sleep. And the stats I get after that, it's a complete sensory deprivation experience. And I mean, it can completely level you, it just takes you, you got, you know, your limbs doesn't got to worry about supporting joints or joint support in limbs and you've got no, nothing against you. It's a complete... Well, it is a floor tank. It's amazing, mate. It is, isn't it? Have we done yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had exactly the same as you. 
the first one, yeah. I feel like I went there a bit anxiety driven. Yeah. And you don't get the full effects. And then you go down there a second time, you've already met the member of staff, you already know the process. Yeah. So you're getting in mm. and you're getting straight back into the place you left off the last time. That's I it. find. Yeah. And then it's just, yeah, like that I think it was the third or fourth time I went. Right. I literally I didn't know if I was awake or asleep at one point. Well. Like I didn't know. And yeah. I was coming around, I was like, Am I at home? Am I it was like a proper I, I felt like I was genuinely like tripping in there. It was really weird, but it's funny because everyone gets different experiences, don't they? Because I was going with a close mate of mine, and he I was, didn't take any substances. As well, was, <laughs> <laughs> some say you can take some yeah. different things to get the you know the DMT and the, and, and 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 different experiences. I mean, yeah, I'm not at that level. I'm just doing it for nervous system reset and just getting that yin yang. But I mean, the mistake I made is I didn't leave my flannel on the left-hand side of me and I had a bit of salt in my eye because yeah. I was scratching the nasty, eye. Nasty, it? Yeah, <laughs> but I just had to calm the mind down because my mind was saying, get out, get out, go wash, go on, it's enough, you've done enough. But it's just like, like you say, it's that. It, it was beautiful because I know what it's doing to me and I'm trusting in the process. Um, and it's it's like you say, I'm in that conversation with yourself really that it comes up and it's like, ooh, you need to get out of this. It's, it's the ego, it's the monkey mind. And then it's that battle, I wouldn't say a battle, but it's like, no, I'm cool with this. Yeah. Just having that conversation with myself. That's, that's what it was like at the start for me. Um, so, you know, I got a lot from it. I mean, yeah, I got, I got the results in terms of it restored and resetted me, as well as I think there was a little bit of brain training in there as well, just to, yeah. just to I, calm that in advice. I think it's awesome for me as well. Like I've had, I haven't done it since. I went in between the lockdowns, like so. Right. September or something last okay. year. And like not going from then till now, I, I genuinely feel different from not doing it. Yeah. In a way, because I was I was going like every, once every two months or something, so it was like built in, and I could always feel towards them. I would always feel better anyway, say for the first six for six weeks after having it. And I know that sounds crazy yeah. that it would have that much of an effect for that amount of time. But Indeed. I genuinely felt the difference, and I could feel myself going down. You know, wow. if you could build that in once, if if you could do that once a week, I think that would be like. Oh, I, I fully agree. Amazing, I mean, I'm, absolutely. Time I mean, and money though with that. I know it, but, it is, but I mean, you know. When you need help or you know something needs to change and it's a must for you, not a should, I mean, these little things, it's nice, you know, we're blessed to have them around us. I mean, it depends who you speak to. You won't be prescribed that, um, you know, in terms of, well, have a meditation sit in, go and speak with, you know, a coach or, you know, have a blood panel to test for, um, you know, d- d- diff- different things. Um, but I mean... It it is it's, it's it's beautiful. We got these things all around us. A lot of the things are free. A lot of the things we can just do: connect, barefoot nature, gr- ground earth out, just sit, be with nature. You know the, the the amounts of studies that just listening to nature sounds can do for stress levels is is profound. Yeah. A lot of these things are all around us. We've just learned to mess them up. We just far divorced from fast as well. I do you abs- think? Yeah, well, indeed. I mean, you know they. We know the world has changed more since 1992, I believe it is. That's the year I started high school as well, um, to now than it ever has. And that's millions of years of, of evolution. And I think that's, you know, that's pretty damn scary. And it's no wonder why, you know, we self-implored. It's not no one's fault. It's the fact that the world is changing so much and our brain is the same and it's de- designed to keep you safe. So you just pick up your and the gather brain that's just, you know, comes out in the morning, goes and forages, hunts for the kill, slowly brings it back, has a bit of weight on its back, goes back, connects with its tribe, cook food, they 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 drink and be happy and they, they have natural light in the night and they're not bombarded with, with junk light. Uh but you pick that brain up now and you 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 know you you drop her in today's times. No wonder it's presenting you with 
because that's what it does. It's, it's just designed to keep you safe. And you know, like you say, you can get, you can put your immune system out of work in order for six hours now just perform reading a text. Yeah. And it's a real shame. It is a real shame. Mate, it is. And I think these are a massive problem. The phones and everything. There's, there's a lot of benefits, obviously. Connects you worldwide yeah. and everything like that. But I feel like the disconnect it provides is probably greater. And yeah, like I said, I, you know, it's a constant battle to, to think what's right and what's wrong with it. And it makes you think like, you know, all these issues are being thrown up by that and, and the food we're eating and everything like that. But then certain things are illegal, which probably aren't as bad. And it's like, it's always these constant, like sort of moral things you, I always wonder about in the world. And yeah, it keeps you up at night sometimes. Like, don't I think uh, it, about it, it. It does. And my old man, if you involve yourself in it too much, like it, in, indeed. And I mean, that's, you know, that's my mission is at the end of the day, I want to, you know, I, I, I just want to be a, I want to give back. I want to contribute. I want to help people transform, change their lives, just give them education, be there as an accountability partner, work with them, what's not working, well, why not? What can we try? What, can, you know, what, what do you like? What don't you like? Because I just don't think that system exists. And I mean, yeah, we vilify the tech and stuff, but I mean, you know, it could set you up for life. Just use it wisely, have a bit of education, monitor it. Like yesterday, I have, we have a Sunday uh, Wi-Fi free day, tech free. We have a family. We, you know, my oldest girl, she hates it, but we just connect. We watch a movie um, and then we may play a board game. I mean, we'll just really disconnect from any digital device. And I mean, it's, ma- it's, it's massive. Cool. It, it makes my Monday, I wake up Monday morning refreshed. It's needed. It's just taking yourself offline to be better online. Yeah, mate, that's amazing. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I've had, t- you know, I take maybe two to three days off now and then I'll delete all the apps off my phone and then it's literally an alarm clock and like a Strava and, yeah. you know, just the things which I think are beneficial. And Absolutely. It's great. It's like, it's like, it's nothing too heavy. It's just little, little tips to say, you know, and this is what I always uh, coach my clients on. You know, the world's not going to crash if you don't access email, you know, within three hours of waking up in the morning. Don't, don't, don't lay your world in. Work on you first. Whatever that yeah. is, let's move in. You know, we've got the greatest playground on earth. Our body, this is why we designed the way we are. An homo sapien with two two legs and, and, and two arms. We, we're supposed to move move frequently, but move in the morning. Um, allow yourself to just, you know, have natural elevation of cortisol. Expose yourself to natural light in the morning step away from that conventional mindset you just got to wake up even you know to, to just getting into your corporate world of opening up your mailbox because it'll consume you because again your brain will kick in and it'll try and it'll try and work things out have, have a little bit of breath work in the morning get in getting cold getting hot set yourself up because like you say it can just it can just take you know a two millimeter shift in your morning routine you know the compound effect of that over weeks and months i mean can just you know land you in a total totally different destination yeah that's key that's awesome mate and um well i think that's a good place to finish it if you're if you're happy with Absolutely, that unless you've got anything else you want to say a final message not not at all other than you know like life is life is to thrive and i mean i just think this you know what i'm doing and what i'm passionate about and and, and what i feel is my purpose and my calling is 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 being there for people you know People need people, and I mean, just just to talk about things, um, whether it's you know a full on transformational experience, um, and I just want to keep evolving myself, keep keep growing, keep learning. All true to my you know my, my mission is to just give back and help. And if yeah, if any if anyone, no matter how big or small, they, you know, we need problems. If we haven't got you know the only people that haven't got problems are in the graveyard. You need you need problems as a stimulus to grow. 
it's a message to self to say, I need to step into this because bliss is on the other side and use it to your advantage instead of it consuming you. And and lean into it and just label and badge your pain points um, differently. Amazing, mate. I think uh, a lot of people who watch this are definitely going to get something out of it. Uh, thanks very much for coming Happy on. Happy days. Um, everyone get over, check out Get Feral. He's got a Get Feral merch page as well on Instagram. Indeed. So thanks everyone for watching. Thanks, Andrew, for coming on. Privilege job. Uh, Thank you very much, mate. Subscribe to the channel and 